Next week, Mike's like, you know, you left your mic checking. <laughs> yeah, I know, Mike. I'm an asshole. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like this new thing All where right, you hijack my, be- my openings. Go ahead. Do your, do your wubba wubba. <laughs> hey, what's up? Who gives a shit? <laughs> no, I don't like it. Give me a wubba It's whoa, another whoa. episode of the podcast. Whoa, 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 whoa. What's up, everybody? It's Netflix Book Club. We're here with Dennis No Respect Rooney. Wow. Putting Rodney on me? And Mike Tui's here, and he's not happy. What's wrong, Mike? Well, Come because, on. Because, you know, I do a little thing at the beginning of these I, where I do a oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I give you everything you want. And you gotta I give s- you your soundboard with the sound effects. You gotta I give s- you your whoa, 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 whoa. You got to step all over the whoa, whoa, was. You know, they're little things, Dennis, little things. I don't ask for much, Dennis. This episode is 122. We messed it up last I week. I messed it up last week. I realized that when I was editing the last yeah, one. Yeah, I guess that's another thing you're fucking up with this podcast. Anyway, welcome back, folks. Thanks for tuning in. It's episode 100. Tune in the fuck up. <laughs> As if I needed another reason to be angry. Oh, man. I'm going to be the reason you drink today. Is that it? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I don't know why we watch this, dude. I'm sorry. Can I start with an apology? Oh, sure. Yeah, we watched Umma. Umma. Not saying that wrong. It's called Umma. It's a 2022 film, PG-13, only an hour and 23 minutes. That might have been why I picked it. Umma. Umma. It's called One Mother of a Horror Movie by EntertainmentWeekly.com. This Sandra O. Oh starring Sam Raimi produced supernatural thriller marks Iris K. Shim's directorial debut. And I thought Iris K. Shim did great. I did more like Iris K. Sham. Sham? Sham. Talk to me, Dennis. You hated it? I didn't hate it. I'm First of all, I'm, I'm surprised because it sounds like you kind of liked it. Uh, no, you just... with I'm all the words in your mouth? Well, for, definitely you're putting words in my mouth. Uh, you're taking my intro. <laughs> you're stepping all over it. I'm a little annoyed about that. I'm a little annoyed. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> my notes for this movie is just 100 puns using the word umma. Umma, umma, umma. I'm going to say... Uh, no, I no, you just seem to really already dislike it in a big way so i just was kind of disappointed by it okay. i went in honestly i think i read this little phrase the cold one mother of a horror movie by entertainmentweekly.com and i saw that it was an hour 23 and i saw that it was current and i saw that it was sam raimi produced and i was like this is gonna be out of the park this is definitely this is a gimme this is a layup yeah and i thought it was very tired it was a very tired film i'm, I'm gonna go with a don't stream it wow yeah uh, i yeah. mean the, the 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 line one mother of a horror movie is very on the nose it's a pun because oma yeah. i guess is like korean for mother or yeah. at least this is the name I, that's I'm what not this sure. film would lead us to believe i haven't right. checked it it's right I didn't me google yeah. translate Uma, but me, me neither yeah um, so that's a little bit, that's more of a pun than a telling, uh, part of this movie. But yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed this movie. Really? Yeah. That's crazy to me. Here's why. Yeah. First of all, you hate Asians. No. <laughs> <laughs> God no, no, no. damn it. <laughs> what do we got? Five minutes in? Yeah, yeah, baby. There no, no, no. it is. You're not big on horror movies, right? Yeah. Tell me if I'm wrong at any point. You're not big on horror movies. Correct. As we went over actually last podcast, you don't like Sam Raimi's style. Well, that that weird spiral camera decision in that in that other movie. Yes, 
And while this isn't directed by Sam Raimi, it's only produced by him, his hand, his fingerprints are all over this film, though. Is it? Yeah, for sure. Okay. For sure. There's some weird camera movements that are very Sam Raimi-esque. You got somebody crawling out of the ground at one point, which is like a staple of his films. Is it? Yeah, yeah. That's one of his things. Oh, that's true. When they flip it where the ground is up, so it's flip like it she's with... crawling down, but yes. it's actually up out of the ground. And and just in general, people crawling out of the ground. There's always somebody crawling out of the ground in a Sam Raimi movie. He literally made a movie called <laughs> Drag Me to Hell. Which oh, okay. Like All right. People that... being pulled into the earth and shit. That's sort of his thing. Um, Yeah, that and also, I guess just those two things, that and the fact that it's a horror movie. I'm very surprised that it's uh, you liked it. I liked it. I mean, it's it wasn't perfect. No, it's I have not I'd have some things to say, but overall, I did like it. I liked that it was brief. It was yeah, it was as long as it should have been. I'll and, say, and like the as far as tension and waiting to get scared. They were all on time for me. I was like, I was there for it. Yeah. And uh, a couple of scary moments, but I like liked it. Right. Which which for me is different because yes. horror movies, I'm sort of like, I'm not into this. Yeah. You don't uh, like her jump scare necessarily unless it's kind of done real well. If that's all there is, then right. I'm not really a fan of that genre in general. Yeah, yeah. And this is a horror movie, but there's enough story in here. There's enough story. There's enough thematic yes. things at play. Yep. And, and it doesn't drag on. I mean, it's... Yeah, they tell the story very quickly. They do. They, yeah, there's no, there's not a lot of dead beats in this film. Yeah, it keeps it moving. Mm -hmm. uh, it does, and it doesn't keep it moving in the way the Gray Man did, where it never lets you breathe. Right. It's like no, there's down moments in this film, but like there's always something going on that moves the plot forward. And the story's not, you know, confusing, but at the same time, it's not like too simple where you like. Um I don't know. It was interesting enough. Yeah. It made sense. Interesting enough. It made sense. It wasn't so far out there. Yeah. The things that they kind of like a piecemeal to you throughout the film, like what's going on with the electricity. Mm -hmm. It's just within the realm of possibility enough where it's not throwing you off. Yeah. And they show you those like flashes of what the past, mm -hmm. let's say, and you can see she's holding onto a cord. She's being electrocuted. So you know that there's some type of trauma. Yeah. One way or the other with electricity. So like yeah. whether or not it's real that she's like gets injured by electricity or whatever you're led to believe in the beginning. At least you see something did happen in her past where she was getting electrocuted. Yeah. My theory initially in the film when we start seeing the um, electricity themes and stuff, I thought her dad was going to be revealed to be Raiden from the Mortal Kombat series. The See, now I think that's racist. <laughs> Why is that racist? He was electrically themed. It has nothing to do with the fact that he was also of Asian descent, Michael. He wore a symbol for a hat. He now that's racist. <laughs> that's racist. There's a name for those hats. And what are they? Symbols. What are they? Zildjian. Really? <laughs> no, that's the name of the symbol company. <laughs> Zildjian symbols. I thought, yeah. I thought you'd get that right away. No. I... <laughs> Clearly, I didn't. Yeah, that was one of those hats. I guess so, like they were working in the right rice fields. Yeah, yeah rice, the farmer's got yeah, the hat on hat. from the sun. Yeah, but Raiden was the, he was like sure he was the, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it made sense. It, it made sense. Yeah, this is like generational trauma. So that's the other part. It's mm -hmm. like the bad guy, if there is one, and there is, is the mom, is the grandma. It's yeah. Im it's immigrants in America with <laughs> emotional abuse. And yeah. then obviously even further than that, because it gets into like the spiritual nature of ancestors. Just, just to clarify too, I don't think what you mentioned now is that immigrants in America are the evil presented in the film. No. It's the, well, you did just say that. No, no. That's not what you No, meant. I meant as far as the themes of the movie go. Yes. They're yes. talking about emotional abuse. and That was maybe my favorite aspect of the film is that by the end 
we have this very uh, we finally get like a one on one with grandma and mama. Right. The way I see it, there's there's the daughter, there's mama, and then there's grandma. Yeah. And uh, mama's talking to grandma, and she's kind of like having it out with her, where like the world was cruel to you, but you were cruel to me. Boom. Which yeah, which great great line. Right? It's great. Yeah. Great line right there. But the mother. Or the or the mom starts telling the mother the grandma like no I do understand like you were an important person you had a place in the world then you came to America and you were seen as like you know you were kind of cast aside and that understanding was what she wanted and then she could be laid to rest yes finally laid to rest so I really like that story like as I'm watching this I'm thinking like anyone who has an immigrant mother or immigrant mother and grandmother mm-hmm. like I do right will relate to this like it's obviously exaggerated sure i wasn't getting electrocuted with open wires no you weren't no of course not (laughs) but like but a lot have to kneel on grains of rice (laughs) i I did that once just to see how bad it was it's bad dude kneel on grains of rice so yeah so are uh, they hot like charcoals no uncooked grains of rice and you put them under your children's knees and uh-huh. you have them kneel on the ground and kneel on them. Yeah. It's just very painful. It's like standing on Legos. It's like a bed of nails. It's like a bed of nails, but it's really not hurt. Like, there's no long-term when you When you need a bed of nails on the cheap. On the cheap. You go with uncooked rice. <laughs> uncooked rice right on the knees. This is You heard of minute rice? This is no minute rice. This is 10-minute rice. Just you throw, kneel on it right Throw now. it on the ground. It's ready to go. Uh, Asian parents can be terrifying. Very, uh, very disciplinarian. Uh, any of the, any culture that, yeah, any culture that, uh, has the ancestors, you know, not, the, I keep saying ancestors cause they say that in the movie, but where the elders of the generation are respected and sort of like right. more traditional, a lot of times religious, it's not just Asian, this movie, it's Asians, but, yeah. um, so I love that idea. And mm-hmm. I love the idea that the, at least for most of the movie, the bad guy is the mom or the grandmother. Like, right. I, I love that. I like the idea that the grandma is kind of like a spirit haunting the oh, entire household. It was so good. And they did that good. Like, you weren't waiting around for stuff. That's what I mean with the jump scares, too. Like, they, right. they start coming, and you, you start, not only do you get the jump scares that are good, uh, you're learning. Like, it pushes the story along right. at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I liked it. I and think you see this geisha-looking lady in the window or in the mirror yep. or just in the darkness of the room, which I love that. Ooh. I like a... I like a jump scare if it's used correctly and sparsely throughout mm-hmm. the film, which this did do. Yep. But what this film did great that uh, modern horror movies start to rely on nowadays is like the thing in the background where you're pausing and you're like, wait, is that a thing? Yeah. And then you're kind of like trying to stress your eyes to make more sense of it. Yeah. But they don't cut away. They give you the time to really like see it and then it's gone or whatever. Yes. You know? Like when her face started changing those few times, mm-hmm. I kept rewinding it cuz I wasn't sure if it was my own vision messing with me. Oh, wow. Like the lines on her face, it was very subtle. Yeah, but then I mean at one point she turns into like a lizard person. Yeah, well not that one. That okay, one okay. Like, That's a little over the top. Let's see. Her hands turn green and crack. <laughs> <laughs> like that of a Komodo dragon. <laughs> Racist? Racist? Why? Komodo? Uh, Could be a regular dragon. I didn't say kimono. A kimono dragon? Uh, if Mike didn't have a cup in his hand right now, let me reach, <laughs> let me reach for that button. Uh, oh, mommy, yeah. Here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> That's the sound bite? That would be good. Oh, um, Yeah, but they let, you, they let you do that in this film. It's a little too dark visually for my tastes at times. I don't know that. The scene is fairly early. Uh, Sandra O, oh, the mother, mm-hmm. is in bed and and the what we find out later is her mom, the grandma sitting on the sitting on a chair across yeah. the room. Terrifying. Terrifying. It was Terrifying. great and 
I thought that was like that was it was very dark though. Like you, right. you're not meant to know immediately. Oh, that's a woman. Yes. No, some of the things I'm like, it has to be dark, but also it plays into the idea where it's like she doesn't fuck with electricity, so there's no lights in the house. True. So anytime after the sun goes down, they're walking around with candles and shit. Do you know that I thought I spotted something that was like continuity wise was going to ruin the whole movie? Why would I know that, Mike? This is the first time we're talking about the film together. What did you think you caught? Well, there's light switches in the house. Uh huh. And I'm going. There's, I see a light switch right light there. Switch right over there. There's no electricity in his house. <laughs> How are they going to have a Why is the light switch there? Uh, I thought I really had it. You're emailing the director <laughs> 20 minutes into the film. Mrs. Shin, I got a. We got a story. I got to tell you something. There's light switches There's in light your house. In you the film, you yeah. bozo. Yeah. But obviously the house has electricity. They just turned it off from the circuit breaker. They turned the whole thing off. Which we find out later. Yeah. Which is a bit of an overreaction to uh, being electrocuted as a child. Be like, I can't be around electricity. Well, it was electrocuted and also somehow like their souls were singed together. Yes. So right. The, there was, pain became mine. There was, like a, there was a supernatural event that happened in that electricity. That's true. There's a Stephen King book, The Revival. And I thought maybe, I don't know that one. and I thought maybe it was going to go that way. I just, what uh, way? Where well, <laughs> that the way of that book where the lightning, a lightning has a lot to do with the like the magic or the the evil that exists in the in the book. Okay. And I thought maybe it was going to because they do a lot of lightning. There's a lot of lightning in the beginning. I'm like, oh, I wonder if this is like a for a woman who can't be around electricity. She's <laughs> in an area that's prone to lightning storms. <laughs> you know, literally, like she's in Arizona, I believe this takes place in. Yeah, it is kind of funny. She hates bees. And yeah, she, she's just surrounded by shit she but, can't stand. But also, she has four million bees and a wildly successful honey company. Apparently, yeah. And you're like, how did she set up this non-electrical house with all this honey money? Yeah, I, you know when they when at when you learn about the electrical allergy. Yeah, and that her uncle her uncle shows up in the car. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what what's gonna happen? Because I'm thinking the bees. I'm like, maybe it's the exhaust from the cars killing the bees. Maybe the wife. That's wi- what I thought. I thought the electrical with the bees. I'm like, I'm like, it must fuck with the bees. Yeah, it's like somewhere. the wi- She's like, turn your cell phone off. I'm like, oh, it must be the Wi-Fi towers are killing the bee population. Like, this is gonna, <laughs> this is gonna be a global warming propaganda. Yeah, I almost could have, almost could have used without the lightning theme throughout the thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like I don't know. It seemed a little extra. Yeah. I guess it, it reminded me almost of your gripe, not to bring up the gray man again, uh-huh. but at the end of the gray man, you know, he's drowning uh. the guy. And he's like, no, this is the one thing I really hate. And she's like, I really hate electricity because I got electrocuted as a child. Right. I don't know. It just seemed c- kind of a bit much. Couldn't she just get hit? Can we just see her as a child getting punched in the face by her mom instead of grab this electrical cord in the middle and make a connection so my favorite lamp works. Eh, I liked it. I liked the yeah, lightning. Liked I, I didn't mind the electrical thing. I'm happy thing. I found a horror movie you liked. No, it was cool. Yeah? It was cool. Because, and, you know, and it, but really, because it was the, the moms. The mom being the bad guy. Right. I love the theme. You like the theme? <laughs> no, I bet. I'm telling you that the people with, with immigrant moms or immigrant grandmas or both yeah. will relate to some of these elements because there's just a lot of this thing. It's the guilt and, yeah. and it's the... Old culture to America. Right. So the younger generation is going to, you know, misplace it. Uh-huh. And I think there was a lot of like the grandma's experience where they get there and they lived a whole life with other things that were important and maybe very respected for things they did. Right. My grandma came to this country. My mom was five. Mm-hmm. My grandmother was a seamstress. She made dresses yeah. like literally the same right. thing that this grandmother did. Like there was some definitely some parallels. So I, I liked it. Like I feel like it. It was for me. How many times did you cry? 
I cried when uh, they finally do the headstone and they're sitting there and doing like the traditional. You didn't thing. get some tears going, did you? Oh, I well, we just laid my grandfather to rest. <laughs> we just, a couple weeks ago, my mom's dad died. My grandfather, you know that. We went down to Florida. I'm aware of this. I've just never seen you reveal so much on this podcast before. So <laughs> that scene, but that was more that was for me, and not that really, was yeah, yeah. You're it, not crying over this grandma. You're crying over your own my shit, own grandfather. You know, yeah, and isn't that what art is supposed to do? Right, exactly. <laughs> and and they're dressed up in the traditional. What, no, I'm happy we watched whatever. this movie. Yeah, no, so am I. I Did re- you get closure? I really liked it. Um, well, what when we you know my grand so my grandfather died a couple weeks ago. We did the rosary and like we did really? it. We did it. How all, long did that take? The whole rosary, and we did it. That's like, how long is it? I haven't done it in a long time. More, Sorry, not to interrupt you like yeah, that. Yeah, more more than one day. Like we did it. Wow. I did it the two days, but uh, you know, apparently there's something like you're supposed to do it nine days after they die, and that's like to um, to allow them to go into heaven or whatever. You know, right. they're very Catholic. I mean, yeah, they're from Colombia, South sure. America. They they love Jesus. So, but yeah, we did it. And when oh, they do the prayers. Are they doing it in English or Spanish? No, we do it in English. Okay, but um. It was, you know, when was the last time you did the rosary? I, I had to look up a couple of those because there's a couple of those short prayers that, like, count in the other. That go in the yeah, middle or, or the beginning. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What is this, prayer remix? So, yeah, we found I found it on the internet. And then there's a whole, like, you know, Jesus does this, Jesus does that. Like, there's different uh-huh. stations of the rosary. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not a, not a really religious person, but in, you know. In, you can uh, find comfort in these in things. In mourning. Yeah, of yeah. course. And, and you, not just saying, like, not going to do the whole, like, uh. There's no atheists in a foxhole idea. It's not even that. It's more like this is something that my family's been doing for hundreds of years. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it has, you know, there's meaning in that. And that was exactly how I felt when I saw this, the youngest girl right. dressed in the thing. She's never worn this before, yeah. but it's the tradition of the culture. Yeah. So anyway, I really like this movie. <laughs> cool. <laughs> cool. What an earnest cool, cool from Dennis beans. Rooney right there. <laughs> He's Dennis is so annoyed. He's like, "Can't we just be funny?" Cool. Now, now you, now so, you, you have uh, to, so this movie we watched, you related to it and had a profound experience. Uh, cool. Till he was being real on the podcast, it was awful. I knew Tui was in a mood because he has. A, he got. A, he got. A, I'm gonna pull. Can I pull back on your weekend a little bit? <laughs> Uh, Tui was sincere on the podcast. I think we're going to quit. Tui had a good comedy weekend, and now he's like, he, he, when he texted me about how, what time I was going to be here, he didn't just write okay. He wrote okay with like two Y's, like okay. a fucking chick. I wrote okay. And I'm like, oh, this with, dude's in a great mood today. <laughs> with an E. Okay. I came in. He's wearing his kimono. He's uh, walking around on wooden shoes. It's incredible. Oh, dude, I was down in Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> it's beautiful that time of year, man. This time of year. I had to do the rosary when I was... I probably nine years old eight years old in ireland is that that is that communion age first holy communion i had my communion already but i was doing the rosary because i was visiting my grandmother oh yeah so i'm doing the rosary in the house where my dad and his whole family grew up it's a thatch it's a thatched roofed like cottage on a farm one floor thatched roof i know i should i should i should know what this is but i'm picturing something out of lord of the rings i mean yeah it's like a straw roof okay yeah straw roof white uh, walls. I don't know what the walls were built with. I, I might have just been brick with something laid over it, but mm-hmm. like an old timey place. It, it looks like clay. Yes, looks yeah. like clay. <clears throat> this house is like very kind. Was very kind of like ancient in my eyes. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah. And uh, my grandma said she did the rosary every day, and I was staying there, which means me and my dad were doing the rosary. Yeah, and my dad's very religious. Goes to uh, 
Oh, he is? Every week. Even here? Yeah. Oh, yeah, even still. But my dad ain't doing the rosary every day. Yeah, he's yeah, working yeah. a nine to five. He's coming home. You know, he's raising kids. He wasn't doing the rosary. He's doing the abridged version. Yeah, right. He, yeah. Like, he knows it. He for sure knows it. Right. But I remember being in my grandma's living room, basically, uh, on my knees praying. And just in my head, being like, this is so long. <laughs> this is so much praying. Like, I believe in God. I believe in these prayers. This seems like a lot, though, for him to add. You do this every day. It takes, like... Who knows? It could have been 20 minutes. To me, though, I was like, this is like an hour and a half yeah. of repeating. And a lot of it's like, you don't just say what this prayer once. You say it like two dozen times. Mm-hmm. And to me, I'm like, why? Mm-hmm. Is this making it more effective the more I say it? I don't know. When you get together with people and you do it, and it's just, it's kind of like an existential thing. You know, yeah. you keep sort of doing It's similar to other cultures where they're, you know, they might be just like making noises, right. not even words or whatever, but you're doing it together and it's... Doing things communally also is it makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. If I was with 100 people all doing the rosary, I might have had a more profound experience. You would have, yeah, honestly. Yeah. And it is like 20 minutes, and you go, oh, well, it's not that long. But 20 minutes of praying is kind of like... 20 minutes of praying is a long time. It's a long time. Yeah, you're yeah, going yeah. to start thinking about some stuff. Your mind's you know? going to wander. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, You're almost on autopilot because you know which prayers go when or next or whatever. Right. So, yeah, you, you, that's right. If you were with like 100 people, you might you might have more of like an out-of-body experience, like all these people coming together doing this thing together. That's why I'm looking into uh uh i'll hopefully edit that out <laughs> hopefully next week mike's like you know you left your mic checking <laughs> yeah i know mike i'm a asshole there we go i'm a asshole i'm an asshole uh i forget what i was gonna say now. oh no what's the thing where it's like uh they catch you at the airport and they're big into chanting oh like uh, buddhism or something yeah it's not something. Buddhism, i don't you know, know i know who about. you're talking about in the in the movie airplane they they make a lot of jokes yeah, on their yeah, expense yeah. those people yeah you know they, they usually have a pamphlet they might have a flower and a right. little ponytail yes <laughs> what i'm thinking of specifically is in mad men one of them gets caught up in like they're like come to this chanting prayer circle and he goes and at first he's writing it off but there's like 100 people all chant doing this chant yeah at the same time. So he joins in, and next thing he knows, like, three hours has passed. And right. he's like, holy shit, I thought it was, like, 15 minutes, you know? Yep. So what I'm saying is I'm very easily manipulated by a chance. <laughs> and uh, I'm here for your cult. If you want to come and pick me out of a crowd, I'm here for it. I'm already wearing all black. I'm already wearing all black. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, I could we can make this happen. Uh, wow, I can't believe. So I really, I mean, I've brought this up on other pods that we've done, especially horror movies. I really got to get you to watch Hereditary then because there's some very similar themes in Hereditary as well as this. I could have used something at the end of the movie to leave you feeling creepy. Like I I was instead of the kimono in the wind that you see. It was it ended. It's like a a happy ending. It's a happy ending. Yeah. Straight up and very simply resolved. Right. Literally, they turns out all they had to do is have a conversation. Have a conversation. Yeah. So true. Isn't isn't true? Isn't that so true? Wow. No, but it is really it is really true. It a lot is. of times it it's is. like these uh, family disputes. It's like you tell them to somebody who's outside who has an objective viewpoint, and they're like, "Well, can't you just talk it out and figure it out?" And like, right. no, we yeah. don't. You know, the levels of uh, of insanity. Well, yeah. the levels of like stubbornness and years go by, decades yes. in this case. So they haven't spoken to each other, and culture shock, and language differences. Yeah. And, you know, and that's, and that's what happens. And then all of a sudden, 45 years went by. Yeah. And it's also like, if you got a good streak going, if you got like six months, you're like, let me see if I can hit a year. And then no. you hit a year and you're just like, well. No kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. I don't really think I have anyone in my life who I don't talk to like that, though, where I make a point not to talk to them. Oh, really? 
Do you? Must be nice. Must be nice, Dennis, having an easy family uh, structure. I don't know. I don't have relationships. a great relationship with my mom, but how about this? <laughs> Sandra O. She does a great uh, job, too. What else is she in? She's, she's very in, familiar. She's in tons of stuff. She's in tons of stuff, Yeah, right? she's in, yeah. She, No, she's in tons of stuff. She's good. She was in Charlie's Angels, right? <laughs> <laughs> Lucy, <laughs> Lucy Lou, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, actually, she was on a Netflix show where she, or maybe it wasn't Netflix, but she was on some show where she's like a teacher in a college. It was, it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, and I think she's from, uh, not ER, Grey's Anatomy. Isn't she from Grey's oh, Anatomy? Oh, she's definitely in Grey's Anatomy, yeah. I hope not I'm, I I hope I'm it, not being racist now. Yeah, right? You're, you're <laughs> absolutely wrong. I'm a, backing you up like, oh, she absolutely <laughs> was. It's a different Who Asian actress. Oh, I think she was. Uh, no, but Sandra Doe. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> no, I, so, no, but there's a scene where... Things are things are coming out, meaning um, the cracks are showing up. The grandma is right. is getting is getting into the Sandra O, and and she's doing weird stuff in the night. And the yeah. daughter's like, "Yo, what's up, mom? Like, yeah, what's some, wrong with something's you? wrong." And she goes, "I'm fine." Yeah. And that was it. And then the daughter's sitting there like, well, clearly you're not, right? Daughter's like, would you pass the salt? She's like, I said I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> she slams the table. And it was just See, a- even that was like a little jump scare, but it was like, because you didn't expect it there, you know? But it's a perfect example of when a woman says, I'm fine. Yes. Th- Don't believe it. Things aren't fine. Turns out her mother's haunting her from beyond <laughs> the grave. Next time your girlfriend says, I'm fine, turn off all the electricity in the house. Check the attic. Check the attic or something, <laughs> dude. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah. You, never she, trust an I'm fine. No, she was certainly not fine. Yeah, <laughs> I like seeing. Um, I always like when families start. Uh, families in movies, rather, they start dropping dimes on things not in the film. Like what? Like in this one, she's like, "You begged me to homeschool. Remember when you tried to go to school? Nobody liked you, loser." <laughs> it's like, whoa, mom, <laughs> take it easy. Uh, then she smacks the kid. And then the kid smacks back. I, I like that. I love the smack back. I like the smack back. Yeah, Hell that was yeah. good. That was good. Yeah, yep. somebody smacks you, even if it's your mom. It's like you don't run away crying. It's like you at least threaten. You no, at least was, hold your hand up and hope she quivers or cowers. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, that's what you know. For a, it's a horror movie, but all this stuff is like so real. Yeah, very real. You know the relationship, the family dynamics, and uh, and the way you react to things that happened over time. And the guilt that families can put on you and wanting to make a difference for the next generation in a new country. All these things were very real. And then it was also a horror movie. I think that's what makes it so good. Imprinted on top of all that. But yeah, the ending is just like it's a little too everyone goes home happy. She goes off to school. Well, she goes off to school and then you see the grandma doesn't haunt anymore. Well, the, the mom, is that her kimono blowing in the wind that comes into frame in that last shot? Or I thought that was supposed to signify the grandma was kind of like still there. Well, always, they're always, they'll always, they're always be, be bonded. Bonded, yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. she's no, but she's at peace. Yeah, she's just chilling now watching yeah. Netflix. And it's like, that's fine, but I could have, maybe, I mean, it is a horror movie, right? Right. No, if this movie gave you a sense of like calming and you related to it and you felt like kind of felt good about the ending in a way that they worked it out anyway. Mm-hmm. You got to watch Hereditary, man, because you'll just feel Isn't all it, kinds of weird and spooked by the end of it. Is it on Netflix? No. Oh. It's one of those, like, uh, I think it's A24, okay. where they don't, they're very careful about where they let their movies get uh, streamed, you know? They don't want to make too much money? 
I don't think Netflix is like that. No, I mean, A twenty four is doing their own thing. They're they're killing it. Oh, they are. Yeah, yeah, they're doing very well. Okay, everything so. everywhere all at once. I just saw recently another Asian. Yeah, the movie. thing about that is, it's how can like- I be racist? I'm watching all these Asian movies. <laughs> 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 I got black friends. <laughs> black friends, I watch Asian movies. <laughs> <laughs> that's another multiverse thing i don't know if i can do another multiverse man. i was the same for the same reason i was super skeptical yeah and i kept seeing all these reviews basically of people who were like fucking great movie i know everyone's it's saying steam. it everyone's it's also it. what's very telling about its success is that it's been in theaters for a while now mm-hmm. like maybe like over a month and it's selling more tickets now later in its run than it was initially. Yeah, that's word a of mouth. sign of a good movie. Yeah. That and means I, people are leaving and telling people I hear what you mean go. about the multiverse thing. Yeah, it's a little they bit... They do it great. Yeah. They really fucking nail it. Yeah. yeah. Ah. So I say we let the Asians make more movies. I'm all for... <laughs> between <laughs> this and Amma, uh, everything... Okay, you say let... <laughs> that's, yeah, that's the joke, Mike. That's the joke, Mike. I, I thought my, the joke was the Asians. My goal of this podcast is to see how many times Mike can rub his brow. <laughs> Just, uh, he's kind of smiling, but he's also like, "Am I ruining my career well, by I, sitting next to this man?" I used to hit the air horn every time Dennis said something racist, but it would just be all air horns. We couldn't get through the pod. Really, it would just be one whole one long air horn. I think your finger cramped up from pressing the button. Yeah, the much. air horn just is click click. It's like it's out of. I don't it's even out of horn. say. Come on, me. Racist? Were you going to start listing racist <laughs> words? I don't even say what, Dennis. What words don't you say? You've never heard me say this bad word uh-huh. or that bad word. Yeah. What does it rhyme with? No, don't do it. No, no, don't no, do, no. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> How so, about the, who's the white guy? He's, he's like, he's always just he's this so one, familiar too. one dimensional guy. He's always in like a rom-com. Oh, just a nice older guy. I'm just a... 50-year-old, great-looking guy. Yeah, he pops into a... <laughs> he's se- never been married. He'll pop into a TV series for four or five yeah. episodes and bounce out. Oh, you know who he was, actually? I remember now. He Arrested played- Development. Was he in that as well? He's He plays like an older surfer guy who's like, locals only, bro, but he's in his 50s. That's funny. <laughs> he was uh, one of the alcoholics that... What's her name dated in Shameless? Never so Shameless. Never so shameless. No, I think you'd like Shameless. Everyone, uh, too many people told me that when I was yeah. back when I was bartending. Do you know who you look like? The guy from Shameless. Would you ever see Shameless? Said you'd love that. Who they say you look like? I never saw the show, Dennis. You don't look like anyone from Shameless. Good. I don't want to watch it. I, it was recommend. There's, you know what it is. Sometimes know, no, things get recommended too one much, too many and times. You're like indignant about it. Yeah, like, you go, right. Oh yeah, I'll show you where I'll watch that. Well, Hereditary and everything everywhere all at once. Give them a shot. Don't let anyone else tell you it's great. I'd watch Hereditary before I try the other one. That's fair. That's the, fair. The multiverse things a little bit for me right Actually, now. Well, it's. I'll tell you. I'll tell you this, and this isn't blowing up any spots. This isn't like a spoiler alert or anything. But everything everywhere all at once. While it is a multiversal movie. It's kind of like Uma in the sense that it's... So if Uma's a horror movie that's been laid over this relationship drama, yeah, then Everything Everywhere All at Once is a comedic multiverse movie that's been laid over a similar family drama where it's mm-hmm. like relationships have been stretched and generational. They've had very, there's some very similar themes in Uma and Everything Everywhere All at Once now that I think about it. And you don't like Uma. You gave it a thumbs down. See, this is an easy recommend for me. Really? It's yeah, but here's the thing. I'm giving it a thumbs down because it was just it was a little color by numbers. Yeah. 
Yeah, just, I don't know. I've seen. I've also seen a lot more horror movies than you. Yeah. So maybe that's why there's a lot of tired tropes in this that I'm too familiar with. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. I'm on the edge with thumbs up, thumbs down. I'm going thumbs down because I'd much sooner recommend other horror movies. Right, right, right. But it's not a bad movie for sure. It's not a bad movie. And the, the scares, I mean, it's PG-13. There wasn't too bad of any... Uh, you like get one F-bomb, I think. Gore or uh, vulgarity. There yeah, was, not a gory movie. But there was one scene where the bees are eating flesh... And I saw that for like half a second. So later on when she's up in the attic, which is it's an awesome scene, and the bees start covering, yeah. blah, 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 they start banging on the window mm-hmm. panes of the attic on both sides, and it starts getting dark because it's bright and sunny out. All the sun's coming in, but now the bees have covered it up. And I'm like, oh, oh, is, some, someone's going to get eaten alive by bees because yeah. they showed that flash earlier, but that it doesn't happen. Yeah. So bees I don't, also don't eat flesh, right? That's what made it so creepy, too. I'm like, these bees are eating something. Right, yeah. But they don't go back to that, so How that was just... How do you feel just, about bees? Uh, I'm cool. I'm down. I'm afraid of them. Really? I mean, not like afraid, but like if oh, there's a no. bee... If there's a bee that comes near me, I go somewhere else. I was out in Wisconsin not too long ago. Really? And they keep... You don't say. And they kept bees on this property. I'm not staying there. No, I'd stay there. And it was, you know, those boxes, just like in this movie. But let's say there was like three or four. I think they estimated like 250,000 bees. Jesus. So that's why I'm thinking this. There was probably a million. They had millions because they had a bunch of cabinets. And they say the bee population is in decline. Not according to Sandra Oh. Well, that's why you need more of these people. Yeah. Helping These out. people? Hit the air horn. <laughs> Hit the air horn. Yeah, baby. There it is. <laughs> That's our clip right there. These people. <laughs> That's why you need more God of these people. Damn it. Um, no, but uh, you can walk right over to the boxes and like bzz, the buzzing is but, intense, right? But they don't even want, you know, one or two bees come out, take a look at you. You know, they're, whatever their yeah, role they're is. Because they're just making sure what you know you're not a threat. They don't bother you, and you're like you're sitting, you're standing next to a hundred thousand bees. Yeah. Well, those bees too are also like they've got a very, uh, very safe environment for themselves. They're not like a, a hive that's been built on top of a garage. Now I'm yeah. trying to play basketball there. It's like no, <laughs> we got a box. We stay in our box. Yeah, We're in the chill. middle of a field and flowers everywhere. Yeah. They're just living the bee life. When a bee comes up to me out on the streets of Brooklyn or something, I don't know if this is a hornet, a yellow jacket, a bumblebee. So I'm like, get the fuck away from me. You so not, yeah, not all bees are equal to you. Absolutely. You heard it here first. <laughs> No, I don't like bees because I have a fear of needles and all these bees have little needles on the end of them. I swear to God, when I was a kid, my needle fear, my friend, one of my best friends when I was a kid got diabetes uh-huh. and my parents explained to me, my mom explained to me, she's like, he has to have multiple shots a day. And this was like the worst thing. And I was like, I can't believe yeah. anyone can live like this. And back in the day, they, for a lot of diabetics, they'd have to take a blood test of yep. your finger every mm-hmm. day and then... Like that's how they test the insulin, and then they'd have to inject themselves. So it's really two needles. Yeah, yeah. Like even he'd be sleeping, and his mom would have to come in and like give him a shot of some of insulin or whatever, or or check his blood. Damn. To my little ten year old mind or eight year old mind, whatever, it was like this might as well have been a death sentence. Yeah. No. You know what I mean, I was like, if I ever get diabetes, pull the plug. No needles. I mean, needles and no candy. Yeah. Exactly. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. No candy and needles. <laughs> this is a nightmare. Yeah. I'd rather be haunted by the spirits of my ancestors. Right. <laughs> I wouldn't mind being, well, I guess it depends on the haunting. Uh, <laughs> depends on the depends haunting? Depends on the haunting. Well, what if it was a mild haunting? 
Well, a mild haunting to me would be like you wake up in the middle of the night, you see your grandma sitting in the corner of the room. Okay. And you're like, what, are you just watching me sleep? And then she's not there anymore. You know what I mean? Like, these ghosts, they're they're up for, they can be told, they can be given directions. You know what I mean? Yeah. I thought it was kind of cool that once they start moving shit, I'm, uh, I'm upset. <laughs> Don't go moving my socks and shit. Right. When uh, she would see her in the, in the dreams or like in the middle of the night, and then when she finally comes to, it was actually the daughter. Yes. That was kind of, that was, that was cool that they did yeah, that. You're seeing your mom and your, and, and your it, daughter. And it pushes the story along because mm-hmm. the daughter saw everything. She's in on it. Did we get, we didn't get much explanation as to who the father was. The grandma's husband, they mentioned once, was like he went off to do something else and left her. Uh, yeah. Which they don't, was fucked up. They don't say it. But we don't really find out who Sandra O's husband, or not husband, but like the father of the daughter was. Yeah. We know that she changed her name. Mm-hmm. She know, We know that she thought a husband was never necessary. Right. And that she moved far away from. Yeah. I guess from her family, but from people in general. She was an accountant. From all society. Yeah, she yeah. was an accountant. Uh, the daughter. An accountant turned beekeeper, apparently. Which I would be upset, too. If I start doing this hobby for my kid, yeah. even though I hate it, <laughs> but they love it, and right. I like to see them happy, and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and then my kid's like, I know our honey business is just taking off but i'm going to college i'd be like i don't even want to fucking do this i have accounting to do yeah i have accounting i have accounting to do but also it was a success successful honey business yeah it was getting successful it went He's viral like, you're gonna have you know you're gonna have big big honey money is there a big profit margin for honey um I th- jars of honey yeah because well i mean at scale it probably is because i don't think it's that expensive to have bees living on your property probably I mean, not yeah you have to have f- enough land for them to go whatever pollinate have sex with the flowers or whatever is they that do. what they do science disgusting that was a simpsons line <laughs> the ah the spring sun is up the birds are trying to have sex with the bees or something <laughs> <laughs> it's to my understanding right <laughs> yeah. so all right it's a crappy horror movie but i liked it I'm happy that you found a horror movie you like. I'm happy that this movie touched you. It was probably, you know, it's this time, you know. That the gray man did not? No, <laughs> the gray man. All right, so not a total loss then for watching this movie. Not a single gunshot. The gray man wouldn't wouldn't be happy in this. No, I wouldn't be happy at all. No weapons whatsoever. Maybe I'll try to put you on some more Sam Raimi films, too. What did you think of The Mask? Creepy. Yeah, pretty creepy. Yeah. Did it make you think of anything? Because we've talked about a movie that it made me think of immediately, which was Three Ninjas. Three Ninjas, their masks? Yeah, they all put the mask on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's obviously part of the culture. <laughs> it must be real. I mean, it's not made up. Yeah, These masks. Three Ninjas is historically accurate, Michael. Well, I'm saying this movie must be. I would imagine it is. Well, they were Korean, too. Was, was Were the Three Ninjas uncle Korean? I'm going to guess. I think he was Japanese. Mm, well, maybe there's masks in more than... More than just the Korean culture. I believe it. Yeah. Would you, how do you feel about like leaving your, like quote unquote, leaving your family or your parents? Like clearly in the Korean culture, elders are to be revered. You're supposed to take care of them. You're not supposed to abandon them. I've been telling my parents for years, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to move. I'm going to move. Mm-hmm. I don't need to see you guys that much. No, of course, if you were emotionally abused or in this case, actually. Well, what if I wasn't? I'm just a shitty kid. Oh, just a shitty kid. Well, I, does that make you a shitty kid to like leave from leave your parents and never talk to them again? And for no reason other than well, what? not you, necessarily never to yeah, your okay, shade of entitlement. Was... Yeah. Then that, I guess then that would be a, a <laughs> shitty kid. Yeah. But if, if the situation's not good and the situation right. is that you want to kill yourself when you're around them, yeah, then don't 
force yourself to do of course get out of that situation because the closure that happens where they're like i understand it very rarely comes to that right because the elder believes that they're right yeah and then you never kind of get there but you know come come listen to the podcast for all your family dynamic needs you know fire your therapist if the world is cruel to you me and mike will be kind we'll get you through we'll get you through it (laughs) with the power of podcasting ladies and gentlemen (laughs) follow the podcast instagram at netflix book club podcast follow me mike mikey i gotta tell you creeping towards a thousand buddy i'm like six or seven people away from a thousand followers let's get dennis a thousand followers on instagram follow me on instagram at dennis rooney seven mike where can they find you underscore what's that you got to hit the shift and then the dash. It brings that dash down to the floor. That's an underscore. Mike Tui <laughs> on all social media. This is the Netflix Book Club Podcast. Next week is Day Shift. Can't wait. Rate, review, subscribe. Five stars. Jamie Fox. You jerks. Hunting vampires. Tune in. Adios. Later. I guess that's another thing you're fucking up with this podcast. Anyway, welcome.